We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Go, you Redbirds! Go, you Redbirds! On the battle, fight for ISU! Welcome to In the Nest, the Illinois State Athletics Podcast. Now, here's the voice of the Redbirds, John Fitzgerald. Hi again, and welcome in for another edition of In the Nest, the official podcast of Illinois State Redbird Athletics from Learfield. My name is John Fitzgerald, and over the next 30 minutes or so, we will catch you up on the latest Redbird news and also talk a little cross-country and track as we sit down with the director of Illinois State's cross-country and track and field programs, Jeff Bovey, as well as all MBC distance runner, Ailey Mitchell. But first, it's been a very busy week, both on and off the field in Redbird country, and congratulations need to go out to longtime head softball coach Melinda Fisher, who announced her retirement this past weekend after 37 years in the Redbird dugout. Fisher ends her career as the winningest softball coach in both Illinois State and Missouri Valley Conference history with over 1,100 career victories. That places her 18th all-time among NCAA softball head coaches. Under Fisher's guidance, Illinois State captured 10 Missouri Valley Conference regular season titles, five Valley tournament titles, and made nine appearances in the NCAA tournament. On Sunday night, longtime assistant coach Tina Kramos was elevated to the head coaching position for Illinois State softball. Kramos has spent the last 22 years on Coach Fisher's staff, including each of the last six seasons 
as the program's senior associate head coach. On the field now, where first-year head coach Ellie Matters and the Redbird volleyball team opened their campaign last weekend at the University of Cincinnati tournament. The Birds rallied in the fifth set to down the host Bearcats in the opener before falling to Florida State in four sets and dropping a five-set heartbreaker to Dayton on Saturday night. The Birds will open the home portion of their campaign this weekend when Illinois State hosts the Redbird Classic beginning on Friday morning. Fellow first-year head coach Melissa Kresge and the Redbird soccer team spent this past weekend in the state of Utah for a pair of non-conference tilts. Freshman Leah Crotty netted her first career goal on Thursday night in Logan, Utah. However, Utah State broke up a 1-1 tie, scoring the game winner on a penalty kick with just two minutes left in regulation. The Birds then closed out the two-game swing on Sunday night where they dropped a 2-0 decision to the University of Utah in Salt Lake City. That's a quick look at some of the latest headlines this week in Redbird Athletics. When we come back, we'll talk some women's cross country and track and field with the director of Illinois State's cross country and track and field programs, Jeff Bovey, as well as all Valley distance runner, Ailey Mitchell. Stay with us as In the Nest continues right after this timeout. Head coach Brock Spack and the Illinois State football team are ready to roll this fall, and we want you to be a part of the action. Starting at just $50, season tickets are now on sale. Come out and support this season and lock your seats in for all six home contests. To purchase and for all other ticket questions, contact the ISU Athletics Ticket Office at 309-438-8000. That's 309-438-8000. Welcome back to In the Nest. We're joined today by the Director of Illinois State Track and Field and Cross Country Programs, Jeff Bovey, and junior distance runner, Ailey Mitchell, who's a member of the Redbird Women's Cross Country Indoor and Outdoor Track Programs. Now, the Redbird Women's Cross Country team and the track programs in the midst of really an incredible run of success, four consecutive outdoor championships in the Missouri Valley Conference, four out of the last five on the indoor circuit as we welcome in the 11-time Valley Coach of the Year, Jeff Bovey. And Coach, it's been quite a run for all of your running programs here at Illinois State. Have you even had any time to kind of sit back and enjoy some of the success that your programs have had? Oh, we, we certainly do. Thanks for having me on, on the show, John. And I'm really excited uh, to have Ailey here with me here today. And, um, you know, we, we take every season one at a time. You know, we're long season from August to June between the three sports of cross country, indoor and outdoor. So there's a lot to be um, focused on throughout the year, but we do try to take it one step at a time. And we do enjoy each one of the championships uh, or runners up or wherever we finish. We, we really try to relish that. Uh, but then, you know, shortly thereafter, you have to then regroup and, and get ready for the next season. But uh, this summer, you know, just like every summer, you definitely have to take a step back and uh, get some rest, you know, recoup, and and, uh, and then shortly thereafter get after the recruiting and get ready for uh, the next group uh, that's going to come in that year. So, uh, but, you know, have a great staff, a lot of great support staff, and it's it's really a team effort. And, you know, we just try to go out there and find some quality student athletes, and, and they're, they're the ones that are out there getting the – getting it done and and so that's that's on us to go find some really good people like like Ailey here today and uh, just help develop those people. 
it's one thing for a coach to come into a program and rebuild one that might have been struggling and all of a sudden have some success. It's a whole nother thing to maintain it for the length of time that you have been associated with Illinois State, especially the recent run you guys have had on. What have been the keys to really maintaining that level of excellence that you guys have had? Well, I think, for one, I think Illinois State is a, is a destination that you can build this kind of success. You know, if a coach is willing to, to get in there and, and, and do, do the hard work and grind and um, believe in what you're doing and, you know, find some good quality coaches and, and uh, you know, with the administration and the support that we have here uh, from Leanna Bordner and Kyle Brennan and so many others, like, uh, there, there's just so many great opportunities to build a championship program that the, the academics and, and what that uh, holds for our student athletes. And, you know, uh, once upon a time, I was a junior college coach in Champaign, and I, I sent many athletes here uh, to be student athletes. Uh, and during that time, I got to see what Illinois State was from a different perspective. And so I knew many years ago that someday it would be nice to have the opportunity to coach here. And, and so I, I really was uh, very excited to get the opportunity when I started 16 years ago as an assistant coach. Ailey Mitchell, a junior from Shelbyville, Illinois, just south, two-time All-Valley performer and the Valley champion last spring in the 10,000-meter run. As we said, you compete in cross-country, indoor and outdoor track and field. How exactly do you find the time to do so? Well, it is a huge time commitment, but when you just really love something, it's not that hard to find um, the time in your day to do it. So I just like to run. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But throughout the season, it is hard to like just keep going because like you aren't really, um, you don't really get a break while you're in school. Like you just run throughout the whole time. You might get like five days off after cross, but other than that, it's just nonstop. So you really got to like take that summer as like your nice little downtime for at least like two weeks. I was going to say summer is downtime, but then you have cross country season right around the corner when you come back to campus. So it can't be too significant a downtime. You have to stay in shape over the summer as well. Yes. So we take about two weeks off after track season and then we start to build mileage and then you just work the rest of the summer as like you would have. So it's not too much time, but it's enough. (laughs) I would think uh, as much as physical from whether or not you want to use the term grind or not during the school year, obviously most student athletes at the college level, regardless of division, play, you know, 16 to 22 weeks, maybe in season. And then it's off season. There's things that they have to take care of in the weight room or with conditioning or off-season practice, but not to the extent of constant competition from the time you set foot on campus in the fall to the time you leave in June. How do you really do it mentally from a focus standpoint? Because that's got to be tough. Well, I just think it's important to focus on what you're doing at that moment. So like during cross-country season, I'm not thinking about track. I'm not thinking about indoor. I'm just thinking about like the next race. I think it's just important to... Like, just focus on what's now, and then you can focus on, like, outdoor track later. You don't need to focus on everything at once because it just seems a little overwhelming. Throughout the year as well for most student-athletes, once they're in season, not that academics takes a back seat to anything, but they can kind of make up for lost time. 
during their off-season campaigns. You don't have that luxury, but you've also had accolades as an All-Valley Scholar-Athlete performer, so you're able to do it and have performed in the classroom. How organized do you have to be, really, with your life in general to be able to take that on? I do have to be pretty organized. I have to make sure that I have my set schedule every week and I know what needs to be done so I can like get everything done because once I'm done with practice, I need to get studying or go to class. <laughs> so I just have everything together and make sure that I'm getting everything that I need to get done, done. And coach, when we talk about obviously the numbers you guys have put up in, in all different events over the last few years, when you, when you recruit student athletes, obviously it's a very time specific sport and there's a physical talent level there, but the, the mental focus and the ability to really go through that year long grind those variables have to come into play from a recruiting standpoint, don't they? Yeah, no doubt. You know, a lot of times people say, oh, you know, your sport is easy to recruit because you have a time, a distance, a mark, right? And that's, that's certainly a good starting point. Uh, but we, we go out and watch these student athletes compete. We go into the schools and we talk to the counselors, we talk to the coaches, we talk to the teachers. And we watch them interact when we're they're in these settings watching them or when we go into their home we're watching how they interact with their parents how they interact with their uh, siblings or their peers uh, how do they uh, focus before a race uh, how do they act at the end of a competition you know do they congratulate one of their big rivals do they how do they finish how do they um, just compose themselves in general and so we're looking for those intangible things that we think is going to show a, a higher ceiling uh, because there is a lot of talent here in the Midwest, uh, certainly in the state of Illinois in our sport. Uh, but we're looking for a lot of those other things that are going to set them apart and, and really help the culture of our program. And that's really a big key is identifying the people that are going to raise uh, the level of our expectations and, and with their peers going to challenge them to be better people, not just better athletes. And, I think once you establish a good culture, anything can happen at that point. And so really for us, yes, finding talent is important, but not, you know, somebody that's fast or jumps far or throws really far. That doesn't necessarily mean that they're necessarily the best recruit for us here. We're looking for those that are going to be able to really compete against the best in Division One, not just in the Missouri Valley. We talk about the fact that time – is such a critical or at least starting point aspect from the recruiting process. But there's, there's really a different dynamic in whether or not it's cross country or indoor and outdoor track, um, regardless of event that it's very individual specific from a performance standpoint, but it's within that team structure because the team scoring points and for the team to go out and win. So how does that dynamic kind of get played through mentally with a, with a team. Obviously, you want everybody to do as well as possible, and then you guys collectively will be good. But to create a bit of a team camaraderie, team culture, team focus, when so much of it is individually based? Yeah, I, I could go in so many different directions <laughs> with that, that question. I mean, I think about just today, this morning, we, we did a workout on the golf course, and, you know, Ailey ran with one of her other top uh, runners, uh, Carol Myers, and, and they ran really well together, and, and, and that worked well today. But there's going to be some other times where they may, 
do some workouts by themselves or with a different teammate. Um, and so they're individually doing a workout, but they're together trying to help each other reach a goal. Um, and it's also a lot of it is, you know, figuring out how to balance all the event areas, the sprints, the jumps, the throws, the distance, and how to bring all of us together uh, when we train at different locations and at different times of day. And we have six different coaches that do things in a lot. It, it, it's a very unique sport, but then really seeing the team come together uh, throughout the cross country season, throughout the indoor and the outdoor season where, um, you know, with such a big team like we have, we have 115 men and women on the roster to where uh, they really start to get this synergistic, uh, you know, feeling as we start to see the talent and all the things coming together. Uh, it doesn't happen overnight. It's something that really um, we start to see as the season goes along. And, and honestly, like, we feed off each other, coaches, the athletes, the athletes seeing somebody else have success, like Ailey and Carol going one, two in the 10,000 meters at the outdoor championship on day one was a huge, huge spark plug for our women's team uh, to just see them go right to the front and control that race side by side and work together all the way down to the last lap. And then they had already separated from the rest of the field. And just to see that, that was just a tremendous uh, boost for our team. You mentioned the word culture, which seems to be kind of the operative word in coaching over the last five or ten years. And I think it probably gets thrown around a little bit too much at times when you have a level of success that you guys have enjoyed here in recent years that culture becomes a very valid part of your success. What is it about culture as you define culture within your programs here? Yeah, I mean, I, I think if if you don't have – a positive culture, it's going to be really difficult to have any level of success. And that's something that is, is always, it always has to be the primary focus that you have. And, you know, looking at how do you manage student athletes and teach them discipline and balance in their life. Uh, we talk about a zone of discipline and all the different aspects with it, how you balance your academics and your athletics, how you you know, you don't want to not have fun as a college student. You got to figure out how to have fun, but you got to do it while you're also achieving and keeping your priorities in, in line, making sure your diet is right, making sure your rest is where it needs to be, but then also not focusing on things so much that you, you're just going to be overthinking it. Like, so culture to me is about teaching young men and young women how to how to be successful because in high school they had their parents around helping establish those habits and then we have to then take the baton uh, even with a large team we have to say hey okay even though you're in the dorm or in an apartment you you have to do the things that are going to help you uh, be successful and so um, we got to look out for each other and so the older student athletes are teaching the younger ones like, hey, this is how you need to do it. And if you do, you're going to be successful. And so it's really the younger ones being taught by the older student athletes even more than by us coaches. It's, it's the student athletes that are the ones doing the heavy lifting that way. And I think that's a perfect description of what is a really healthy culture within a program is when your characteristics can be passed on to the students and 
filtered down, especially to the newcomers. Is that something, Ailey, that you've noticed within the program that the kind of upperclassmen that you are now as a junior have passed along to the newcomers that this is how we run things, these are our level of expectations, and this is how we're going to be successful? Yes, so I do think that's really a thing that's conveyed um, from our upperclassmen. I'm really just now getting to be an upperclassman myself. <laughs> but, um, yeah, when I first came in, the upperclassmen were really just took us under their wing because we had a very small recruiting class. So they made sure that we knew what we were doing, that we were focusing on the right things, and that um, they really just taught us how to be, like, better athletes. Um, so I think our team culture here is really good. And as you go back a few years, as we said, you've just – kind of tipping your toes in the upperclassmen waters right now, but when you made the decision out of Shelbyville to come to Illinois State, what were some of the prevailing factors that had you matriculate down here? So really the biggest thing was that team culture. Coming from such a small town, my team at home was like my family. Like we spent all of our time together and I really wanted something like that out of my college team because I just enjoyed it so much. So when I came here on my recruiting visits, it just seemed like the team really meshed well together, that they all got along, and it just looked like a family to me. So I really, that was really important to me. And that's really a huge component. I mean, like yourself, a member of the cross-country, indoor and outdoor teams, these are not only teammates that you want to get along with, but teammates that you're going to spend the vast majority of your time on campus with. So... Is that a filter process that takes place at all from a recruiting standpoint, Coach? Is that something that you try to see as a prospective student-athlete a good fit with what we currently have here because they are going to be spending a lot of time together? You know, that's another loaded question because, you know, yes, you want people that you think are going to fit here, but we also want to grow. And so we're looking for people that are different too. Uh, but, you know, different is good. Uh, we, we have a very diverse team and uh, in so many different ways, and we want to stay diverse. We want to uh, embrace that. We want to grow as a team, as coaches we want to grow. I tell every student athlete that I have that I want you to make me a better coach. Like in, in two years and five years, I want to be way better than I was, you know, when you first started. You know, and I think back to my days coaching junior college or high school or Division three. I, I, you know, I think, gosh, how did we have success back then? I didn't know anything, you know. And I, I, I'd like to say in another five years, it's like, wow, how did we have any success then uh, compared to what, what we're doing now? But, you know, at the end of the day, you're like, yes, you want people to fit at Illinois State, but you also want Illinois State to grow. You want our program to grow. And so uh, you need to find people that can help you do that. How big a role have alumni played, as you said, 16 years now in Bloomington Normal with Illinois State? Do you incorporate them at all in the recruiting process, and do you find them being still involved with the current programs? Well, Illinois State was such a great teachers, a teacher education program here. We have so many alums that are teaching, coaching, so that's a huge segue. But uh, for sure, uh, we have other alums and other uh, walks of life that uh, are definitely a big part of that. They, they contact us and say, hey, I know this person you should look at. And, and so we definitely have a lot of that. But, uh, you know, the more and more success that we have, um, it certainly helps uh, put us on the radar. We, we have... Um, you know, fortunately, a, a great relationship with a lot of coaches around Illinois and the surrounding states, and, and that's going to be our 
uh, first place that we look for talent. Uh, we want to win with local talent first, but we'll go anywhere in the country internationally as well. Uh, but we certainly uh, want to continue building those relationships with our alums because they're a big part of what we're doing. And, um, you know, we, we've got a lot of events that we uh, try to bring them back for. Uh, this coming uh, spring, for example, we're going to have an alumni event for the Missouri Valley Championships that we're hosting right here. And so uh, we're looking forward to that. We just had an event up in St. Charles uh, where we invited quite a few alums and, and met them up there in St. Charles. And so uh, with our new outdoor facility and the updated indoor facility, it's, it's allowed us to have a lot more home competitions than what we did a few years back. And I think that's uh, allowed us to get the alums uh, back here a little bit more than what we were before. And, Ailey, I will ask you, being from Shelbyville and a little bit further south, but the climate's relatively the same. Obviously, this is an outdoor sport outside of the indoor season. Um, how difficult a decision was it to stay in this climate to play an outdoor sport in college, or was there a thought at any point? And is there for as good as the athletes are in state that you had mentioned, and even in the Midwest, is, is there a big push for those athletes to go to maybe warmer climates? So I actually, when I started my recruiting process, I didn't want to stay anywhere close to the Midwest. So um, I'm a very outdoorsy person. So I really wanted to get out and go somewhere that I could go hiking and, you know, stuff like that. But I don't know. I just liked here, I guess. So I ended up staying close to home. Well, that tells you quite a bit about the culture, though, because it's it's not only the facilities are still in a bit of transition process now. You've they've been transitioning over the last couple of years, but there is something obviously a little bit magical about the culture here. Well, I'd like to think so. I mean, like I said, I mean, we're always trying to grow. You know, you know, we we hope that culture is going to always improve. And you know, back to what Ailey said as far as her trying to stay here, and you know, we were able to. Uh, find a niche here for her and, and, you know, maybe get her to see that, hey, you can still get some of that outdoorsiness uh, in the summer. Uh, so uh, this summer, for example, she did an internship in Arizona up in the mountains, which served her academic um, uh, needs very well, but it also fed her athletic needs because she's training at, what, seven, 8,000 foot elevation for several months. And so that's going to uh, that's going to benefit her tremendously this year. But, uh, you know, I think that's something that we talk about in the recruiting process is trying to, you know, find creative ways for student athletes to get all of their needs met, not just their running needs. And, and I think Ailey's a perfect example of that. I also got to think from a recruiting standpoint, um, especially opposed to some of the other schools throughout the Midwest, that you bring a prospective student athlete on campus to Bloomington Normal, maybe they haven't visited in the past, the constant construction on this campus and the community and growth of Bloomington Normal has to play a pretty big factor in their decision too. Uh, this is a great community. That's why I've been here 16 years, and my kids have gone through uh, Metcalf, U High. I've got one in Unit 5 schools now, and uh, it's just a wonderful community, a lot of great people that support all the programs here. Um, academically, Illinois State is, is very well respected. Um, you know, anytime we reach out to recruits, they know uh, a lot about Illinois State. Um, but for when it comes to training, you know, with the Constitution Trail and all the parks, our golf course, and then the facilities here on campus, it's just a tremendous place to, 
to train that way as well. But uh, the opportunities outside of the university and within the university really are definitely selling points. And I think, uh, you know, that's really easy, I think, um, especially the longer I've been here. I know I, I learn more and more things to sell. But there's just so many things that you can do. And it's a big enough town to where people feel like they're going to have outlets besides just what's here on campus. But yet it's not so big that you feel like, uh, you know, you're going to be overwhelmed, you know, and, and it's a safe place. Parents feel good about sending their kids here. Expectations obviously high. Four straight outdoor championships in the spring, four out of the last five on the indoor side. Ailey, as you go into this year, what are your expectations for the upcoming campaign, both individual and, and from a team-oriented standpoint? Well, from a team standpoint, I think we're looking very good. We only lost um, one person out of our top seven um, this past year. So really, we've just kept building. And I know we're all working extremely hard. So I think we really have a chance at the um, Missouri Valley team title. So you guys really just started practice within the last week or so as you look toward we'll start with cross country right now. Loyola is obviously no longer in the Missouri Valley Conference this year. As you look forward to your expectations, what is a successful season at this point for you guys? Well, I tell my staff and, and the team, I say every every year is, you know, if, if you're going to do something, do it well. You know, there's no point in coming out, doing all the things that we do, working as hard as we work to to not be great at it. And so we're always planning on being in the hunt to win a championship. Doesn't mean you're going to win all the time. Uh, you know, we're going to strive for that. We're going to compete for that. And, you know, I think our women are in a position where they can compete for a triple crown. And that's, that's a great selling point when you go and you're recruiting, you're recruiting distance women or men for that matter. And, you know, you say, hey, you know, if you want to go someplace where you have a chance to win, then you, you don't need to look any further than Illinois State. And so uh, we're definitely going to be in the hunt. We have some other really good teams in the conference, and yet we want to not just look at within the conference, we want to look regionally, nationally, and put ourselves out there and continue to compete with the best best programs in the country. Well, Coach Bovey, Ailey, thank you so much for your time today. That's Illinois State's Director of Cross Country and Track and Field, Jeff Bovey, and junior distance runner Ailey Mitchell. The Redbird Cross Country teams will kick off the 2022 campaign Thursday afternoon, September 1st at the Illini Classic in Champaign. We'll have more in the nest right after this timeout. The Illinois State Volleyball Team is ready to roll this fall, and we want you to be a part of the action. Come out and support new head coach Allie Matters and the Volleyball Redbirds for just $65 and lock in your seats for all 12 home matches. To purchase and for all other ticket questions, contact the ISU Athletics Office at 309-438-8000. That's 309-438-8000. Welcome back to In the Nest. A full slate of athletic events on tap this week as the Redbird soccer team will host a pair of non-conference matches. Redbirds will entertain Eastern Illinois tomorrow night at 6 p.m. before playing host to Milwaukee at 1 o'clock on Sunday afternoon. Both matches will take place at the Adelaide Street Field. The men's and women's cross-country teams will open their campaigns tomorrow night in Champaign when they take part in the Illini Challenge That gets underway at 6 p.m. 
The Illinois State Volleyball team will host the Redbird Classic this weekend inside Redbird Arena. Alley Matters squad will open competition on Friday morning at 10 a.m. against Oral Roberts. The Birds will then meet Green Bay on Friday night at 7.30 before closing out the weekend on Saturday afternoon at 2.30 against Southeast Missouri. Friday night's match with Green Bay will be a red out as the Birds will celebrate the unveiling of their Valley Tournament Championship banner with a student t-shirt giveaway. There will also be $2 hot dogs for that 7.30 match inside Redbird Arena. The 2022 football season kicks off this Saturday night as Brock Spax Club invades Camp Randall Stadium in Madison for a date with the 18th ranked Wisconsin Badgers. Fans will make the trip can also join President Kinsey and Athletic Director Kyle Brennan for the Redbird tailgate experience prior to kickoff in Madison. The tailgate will be held between 3 and 5 p.m. at the Wisconsin Union and will include a tailgate buffet, a cash bar, and performances from both the Big Red Marching Machine as well as the Wisconsin Band. Tickets for this event are just $25 per person. To register, visit GoRedbirds.com promotions and use the promo code BIRDSTAKEWI to get your tickets and lock in a spot for this exclusive experience. If you can't make it to Madison, make plans to join us on the radio for live play-by-play coverage. You can catch the game locally on the radio at AM 1230 and 102.1 FM WJBC or on Nash Icon. Our coverage is also available on the Learfield Varsity Network app as well as GoRedbirds.com. Kickoff on Saturday night set for 6 p.m. Our network coverage gets underway at 5 o'clock with the State Farm pregame show. And finally, the Brock Spack Show, presented by Bud Light, returns tomorrow night, September 1st, at 6 p.m. from Schooners in Bloomington. We will broadcast from 6 to 7 o'clock every Thursday night throughout the football season. Make plans to join us at 810 East Grove Street in Bloomington or listen along the Xfinity Mobile Redbird Sports Network from Learfield. That'll put a wrap on this week's episode for our guests, Director of Cross Country and Track and Field, Jeff Bovey, as well as Junior Distance Runner, Ailey Mitchell. This is John Fitzgerald. We'll talk to you next week right here on In the Nest. This has been In the Nest, the Illinois State Athletics Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review however you listen. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation on the Xfinity Mobile Redbird Sports Network.